We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course, uh, we're going to be witnessing in the next few days a change in the weather. Yeah, I guess that's on uh, everybody's uh, conversation these days. And of course, now we have to prepare for the floods and uh, <laughs> anyway, it's all, always um, according to the, uh, the commercial media um, and, and their weather forecasts, it always seems to be Armageddon um, when it comes to the weather in Vancouver. And of course, compared to the rest of the country, you know, our weather <laughs> is pretty benevolent. Although this year um, was an exception with this cold snap that we got. Uh, we may get another one. Who knows before old man winter leaves us uh, this year. Who knows? But anyway, um, it has been unusual for Vancouver. And uh, we're back to normal, or we're getting back to normal now. And uh, everybody has to uh, adjust and uh, make sure that your uh, windshield wipers are working properly and all that kind of stuff. Maybe um, the city was giving out free salt uh, for um, all that ice and all that kind of stuff. Maybe the city will be benevolent this time and give us all free umbrellas. Hey, that would be that would be great. See the mayor down at the corner of uh, Georgia and Granville handing out free umbrellas. I think that would be a newsworthy item. Mm-hmm. They would be green umbrellas too. Yes. All right. Enough of uh, all that nonsense. This is the Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, we have all kinds of great music to play for you um, by all the great jazz musicians of um, various eras, but our lead-off, of course, as is always, is our jazz feature. A little later on, too, we're going to pay tribute to one of the greatest figures in American history, Martin Luther King. And, of course, in the United States of America, it is Martin Luther King Day. Took them years but uh, they finally made it a statutory holiday. And, of course, uh, we're going to pay a, a short tribute um, a little later on, uh, I think right after the jazz feature, uh, to Martin Luther King and play um, a few compositions dedicated specifically to this great man. But first, our jazz feature, one of the most powerful recordings by Art Blakey and his Jazz Messengers. This took place in the pristine recording studios run by Rudy Van Gelder, the late great engineer in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey. But normally a performance of this caliber that we're going to hear is usually restricted to a live performance. And it usually happens in some club, and of course, it's never recorded. As McCoy Tyner told me one time, you know, the best jazz has never been recorded. And uh, I can understand, I asked him to clarify that, and he said, well, so many times the chemistry happens maybe um, toward the end of the last set of the evening or sometimes right at the beginning, 
um, but it's never, never when they're recording. And he said, you know, I've experienced that. And he said, I experienced that when I was working with John Coltrane. Um, we had some performances that were absolutely incredible, but of course the recording um, tapes and engineers and so on were nowhere to be seen. And uh, of course, um, a few nights later we would record and, and, and it would be okay, but not like uh, that particular evening. And uh, he said, I, I, found, I found that uh, throughout my career. However, this isn't the case with this particular recording. Somehow the, the incredible energy of this band was captured on February 10th, 1964. And indeed, this was the um, final recording for this edition of Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. They had been together since the end of 1961. For a variety of reasons, trumpeter Lee Morgan, who Art Blakey loved like a son, um, left. Um, Blakey's Messengers due to personal problems and all that kind of stuff. We won't get into that, but Freddie Hubbard took his place in the band. Curtis Fuller, the trombonist, uh, had guested on a very important uh, recording by the Jazz Messengers for Impulse Records, and but he was a member of another band at the time, but he left the um, Art Farmer Benny Golson Jazz Tet to when Blakey offered him the permanent trombone job in the Jazz Messengers, Fuller took it. And so Curtis Fuller became a, a permanent member of the band. And of course, Wayne Shorter had been around in, uh, had been a Jazz Messenger and was the musical director uh, of the Jazz Messengers since 1959. So he was a long-serving member. Uh, bassist Jimmy Merritt left to freelance, and uh, his place was taken over by Reginald Workman, Reggie Workman, who had just left John Coltrane's quartet. He was replaced uh, in Train's quartet by Jimmy Garrison. Bobby Timmons was, of course, the original uh, pianist in the Jazz Messengers for many years. Even though he had a little stint with Cannonball Adderley, he was a Jazz Messenger through and through, but he left in 1961 with the encouragement of Art Blakey to go and form his own trio. So Bobby Timmons' place was, re- he was replaced by Cedar Walton, who was uh, relatively new on the scene and uh, was establishing himself as, as uh, one of the foremost pianists of the 60s, Cedar Walton. So we had Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Curtis Fuller on trombone, Wayne Schroeder on tenor saxophone, Cedar Walton on piano, Reginald Workman on bass, and of course, the master fire stoker himself, Art Blakey, on drums. Now, this band was about to break up, and Blakey encouraged that. He didn't encourage the bands to break up, but he simply said, when you're ready, you leave, because my band prepares you for leadership. And that's the way he felt about all editions of the Jazz Messengers. Nobody was going to be in that band forever. Um, Blakey encouraged uh, all his musicians to write 
compositions to arrange and, um, and learn and, of course, improve their playing. And how could you not improve your playing when you had a drummer like Art Blakey driving you? You had to, you had to get better. And Blakey never let up. He was a um, uh, tremendous force and a, really a tremendous school of jazz. And um, he is, to this day, sor- sorely missed. Art Blakey really um, created so many wonderful musicians. But this edition of the Jazz Messengers was, um, they were together for over two, over two years, from 1961 until 1964. Freddie Hubbard was the first one to leave to form his band, his own band, and then Wayne Shorter left um, because he had been asked to join Miles Davis's band. And um, so this recording was the last of this particular band, but maybe they knew it. I don't know whether uh, everybody was aware that... um, the band was going to change. Uh, people were going to leave at the time. Who knows? Maybe that's why this recording is so great, because it um, just captures this band at its best in the optimum conditions of the recording studio. So that's it. There's four tunes on this album. It was issued on Blue Note Records, and it was called Free For All. And that's the title of the very first tune written by Wayne Shorter. The second tune features Blakey's incredible backbeat, driving the whole band along on another Wayne Shorter composition called Hammerhead. Tune number three is probably the most interesting composition of the whole set. It was written for the Congress of Racial Equality, one of the great civil rights groups in the United States at the time. And Freddie Hubbard called this composition, uh, the, the, the Congress of Racial Equality was known as the core. And that's what Freddie Hubbard called his composition, the core, C-O-R-E. The final tune Everybody gets into a lovely, um, funky, bossa nova-style groove on a wonderful composition, very lyrical, very hummable, and just a great tune, written by a West Coast pianist, Claire Fisher. And it's probably his most famous composition, and the, the album ends with Claire Fisher's Pensativa. Beautiful composition, settles kind of settles everything down after all the intensity of the first three tunes in such a beautiful way. So this is one of the finest, arguably the finest album that this band ever made. So I hope you enjoy our jazz feature this evening, Art Blakey and his jazz messengers. Once again, the personnel, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Curtis Fuller on trombone, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, Cedar Walton on piano, Reginald Workman on bass, and of course Art Blakey on drums, and we start with the title track, Free For All. (laughs) 
Our jazz feature this evening, a wonderful album that was issued on Blue Note Records, and it was the final recording of this band with this particular personnel, Um, and the band had been together for uh, several years. Um, This personnel was uh, solidified in the fall of 1961. And uh, then people started leaving in the spring of 1964. So this was uh, kind of like a swan song almost. But the band, Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, was captured in the optimum conditions of uh, Rudy Van Gelder's uh, recording studio. And they were playing at their very best on this album. And I think... uh, Of all the recordings by this particular band, this one really stands at the top of the heap um, as a favorite. Um, It's an incredibly intense album for most part, and uh, everyone is playing for their lives, which is uh, what Art Blakey wanted, and uh, they they all delivered. The people involved here, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Curtis Fuller on trombone, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, who also acted as the musical director uh, in this uh, organization. Cedar Walton on piano. And Reginald Workman on bass. And, of course, Art Blakey on drums. And four tunes only on this recording session, done February 10th, 1964. We opened with Wayne Shorter's composition, Free For All. And then we had a chance to listen to Art Blakey's Mighty Backbeat on uh, the very uh, uh, bluesy uh, Wayne Shorter composition, the second tune called Hammerhead. And then I think the most interesting composition of the whole set was Freddie Hubbard's dedication to the, um, his composition dedicated to the Congress of Racial Equality, which was one of the great civil rights groups um, in the 60s. And uh, that was known by their acronym, CORE. And Freddie Hubbard called this tune, The CORE. And the final tune kind of settled everything down in such a nice, not quite mellow way, but uh, certainly um, established a groove and uh, bossa nova style uh, of Claire Fisher's lovely composition, very hummable melody. The tune was called Pensativa, and uh, that was the closing tune of this album. So that was our jazz feature this evening, considered one of the very best of Art Blakey's many, many recordings, and one of the by one of the very best editions of the Jazz Messengers. 
And that was a school, really, for musicians. Blakey always told his musicians, you know, you're not going to be here forever. I want you to uh, improve, uh, write tunes, uh, be creative, and then move on when you're ready to form your own bands. Uh, that's the way he felt about it, and that's the way he always felt about the Jazz Messengers. It was essentially a training ground. And, of course, so many great musicians were Jazz Messengers, including all of these great gentlemen. So I hope you enjoy the jazz feature, Free For All, on Blue Note Records, Art Blakey, and the Jazz Messengers. We're going to move on. We're going to tell you that uh, you are listening to The Jazz Show, (laughs) in case you haven't figured it out, on uh, CITR, FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And uh, we're going to uh, actually... My name's Gavin Walker, by the way, yeah. Um, And we've got a couple of messages. And then we're going to move to a tribute to one of the great men in American history whose holiday is today south of the border. And I think everybody's thinking a little bit about the accomplishments and the incredible deeds of Martin Luther King. And we're going to be paying a musical tribute to him right after these messages. December 6th is the National Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women. It represents an opportunity for Canadians to reflect on gendered violence in our society. This day honors the victims of the 1989 massacre of 14 young engineering students at L'École Polytechnique de Montréal. 26 years later, it's important not only to reflect on those women who lost their life because of misogyny, but also to consider how women in general suffer from violence on a day-to-day basis. Half of all women in Canada have experienced at least one incident of physical or sexual violence since the age of 16. Trans women and First Nations women are particularly at risk of sexual violence. Tune in to CITR 101.9 FM for special programming on December 6th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Right, we're going to get into our tribute now to Dr. Martin Luther King and play some music that uh, is very significant and reflects, I certainly believe, the respect that uh, Dr. King deserves. And we're going to open with drummer Max Roach, who never shied away from um, performing music that was socially significant. And this is from an album uh, on Columbia Records, uh, which is kind of hard to find now. It's called Chattahoochee Red. 
Um, that's one of the titles in that tune, in that uh, album. But we're going to play the opening track from this album, which actually features the voice of Dr. King in his most famous speech and the band led by Max Roach, the quartet. Um, Max Roach on drums, of course, Cecil Bridgewater on trumpet, Odine Pope on tenor saxophone, and Calvin Hill on bass. This is entitled The Dream, and Max Roach's composition called It's Time, and uh, they're both kind of put together on this piece of music. Our dedication to the great Dr. Martin Luther King. Every state and every 
The two pieces of music we heard were playing a little dedication to the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King. And the first piece of music we heard was by Max Roach and his quartet, um, interspersed with um, Dr. King's most famous speech, the I Have a Dream speech. And we heard um, Max Roach on drums punctuating that, uh, that speech, along with his quartet with uh, Cecil Bridgewater on trumpet, Odine Pope on tenor saxophone, and Calvin Hill on bass. And uh, the composition was Max Roach's um, piece called It's Time, The Dream Slash It's Time. The second piece of music is a beautiful, mournful dedication to Dr. King by baritone saxophonist, the late and wonderful, very kindly gentleman, Cecil Payne. Cecil Payne on baritone saxophone with the late and wonderful Kenny Dorham on trumpet, Wynton Kelly on piano, Wilbur Ware on bass, and Albert Heath on drums. And that composition was called Martin Luther King Jr. slash I Know Love. (laughs) 
written by Cecil Payne. The next piece of music is one that I've often played on the show, dedicated to Dr. King, and it's from Herbie Hancock's final album for Blue Note Records. And it was an album called The Prisoner. And it was really um, the sub-meaning of this album was, of course, dedicated to African-American people and their quest for equality and freedom. The album was recorded in 1969, and Hancock had formed, he left Miles Davis's band and formed his own group, which included Johnny Coles on flugelhorn, Garnet Brown on trombone, and Joe Henderson on tenor saxophone, along with Buster Williams on bass, and once again, Tootie Heath, Albert Heath on drums, and added for this piece to kind of fill out the ensemble sound some additional non-soloing musicians, Tony Studd on bass trombone, Hubert Laws on flute, and Jerome Richardson on bass clarinet. They're added to the permanent uh, Hancock ensemble. And we're going to hear a piece of music dedicated, of course, to Dr. King. And the title is something you'll recognize. The piece of music is called I Have a Dream. Herbie Hancock.
the final two pieces dedicated to the memory and the accomplishments and everything about Dr. Martin Luther King. We heard first the composition called I Have a Dream, played by Herbie Hancock and his ensemble, augmented by some extra horns and uh, the people involved. Johnny Coles on flugelhorn, Garnet Brown on trombone, Joe Henderson on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock on piano, Buster Williams on bass, and Albert Heath on drums. And that's from Herbie Hancock's album, The Prisoner. And that basic group was augmented by three more horns for the uh, larger ensemble sound. Uh, Non-soloing horns, Hubert Laws on flute, Jerome Richardson on bass clarinet, and Tony Studd on bass trombone. And the piece we just heard, I felt was appropriate to close our dedication to Martin Luther King. And it wasn't uh, a piece that was directly uh, related to Martin Luther King, but it certainly has its place in remembering somebody of utmost importance in everyone's life. And this piece of music was written by Charlie Hayden, and it was called Silence. And it featured Chet Baker on trumpet, Enrico Peranuza on piano, and Billy Higgins on drums, and the composer, the late Charlie Hayden on bass, and a beautiful piece entitled Silence. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is, of course, The Jazz Show, and we'll be back in a very few moments. AMS Food Bank. Your access to money during the studies at UBC will most likely be limited, but it is a priority of the AMS Food Bank to ensure your access to food is not. The AMS Food Bank provides emergency food relief seven days a week for all UBC students to volunteer with the food bank or for inquiries about how to take advantage of the services provided. Contact them at foodbank at ams.ubc.ca. For more information, find the AMS Food Bank on Facebook or feel free to visit anytime across from the Wellness Center and Sprouts. UBC's Museum of Anthropology displays long-term and visiting exhibits of indigenous art from around the world, and guided tours are free. Our permanent collection features one of the world's finest exhibits of Northwest Coast First Nations art. Our collection includes 36,000 ethnographic pieces, 535,000 archaeological pieces, and over 600 pieces in the Kroner Ceramics Gallery. There's a lot to take in. Luckily at the Museum of Anthropology, final exams are always take home. If you've never checked out this world-class facility, now's your chance. The Museum of Anthropology is located right on campus and free for all UBC students and faculty. Come enjoy our collection and resources.
Well, as we mentioned before, <laughs> there's quite a change in the weather. And, uh, of course, I think everyone's aware of, of this. Um, it's all over the media, of course, and we all know that the, uh, the normal <laughs> weather for Vancouver is, has made a, a welcome return, although it's, uh, there's a few hazards involved, as uh, I'm sure most of you have been made aware of. Anyway, tonight, showers to rain and quite windy with a low of 6. Then for tomorrow and the rest of the week, actually, rain every day. That's what we're going to get, lots of it. And it's going to be, for the next couple of days, it's going to be windy as well. So the temperatures tomorrow, low of 6, high of 8. Wednesday, uh, rain and windy, low of 8, high of 10. Thursday, rain, low of 7, high of 8. Friday, rain, low of 5, high of 7. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, periods of rain with uh, lows between 3 and 4 and highs up to 8 or 9. So it should wash away all the salt, sand, and, um, and ice that's uh, all around, especially out in the suburbs. And, of course, uh, I think they're, they're watching out for uh, flooding and all that kind of stuff out there. So, back to Vancouver normal, at least for a while. And uh, who knows what may happen uh, in the next month or so. Winter is not over for a while. So, who knows, the, uh, the uh, cold weather could make uh, a return once again. Hmm. All right. I'd just like to mention a couple of websites um, before we get into some music by Miles Davis. And one of the websites is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca. That is a very comprehensive website. They have a festival coming up this uh, next month. And, of course, it's Winteruption. And there'll be all kinds of musical activity down on Granville Island. Brought to you by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And if you get on their website, you can find out all about who is playing what, where, um, and all that kind of stuff. There's ticketed events and there's free events as well. So you can make your uh, choices. And, of course, um, you can book um, for parties and so on and so forth at uh, one of the uh, prominent jazz clubs in Vancouver. That's Frankie's, Frankie's Jazz Club down on Beatty Street. There's all kinds of great music happening down there. It's choreographed by the redoubtable Corey Weeds, and um, he often plays there as well. And there's all kinds of different people that perform there. So the schedule is always up on the Coastal Jazz website. So that's coastaljazz.ca. You can also make reservations um, and book your time and all that sort of stuff through that very comprehensive website, coastaljazz.ca. And the other very prominent website is vancouverjazz.com, and that's a very informative website. You check out all kinds of links on that one as well, vancouverjazz.com. And that's kept up to date by my old friend Brian Nation, and there's always interesting uh, links and little bits of conversation, biographies, etc., um, on that site. So it's uh, um, interesting to browse around that site. One more uh, thing I always mention is um, my good friend Ken Speller, who's a wonderful music teacher. And he teaches uh, reeds, saxophone, 
flute, clarinet, and of course he's a wonderful musician himself. Uh, he has a business called Music at Home, and he will teach you, he'll come to your house and teach you how to play those instruments, uh, whichever one you choose. He's an excellent teacher. He spent many years in Japan performing and teaching over there, and of course he's established his business here in Vancouver. He lives in the uh, Metrotown area of, uh, of Burnaby, but he is also a, an expert repairman, and a lot of uh, professional musicians, amateurs, students take their instruments out to have Ken uh, look them over and do repair work and upgrading your musical instrument. You always want to keep it in top shape because especially with wind instruments, if it's not in top shape, you're going to sound lousy. Let's face it. It has to be in good shape so that you can sound at your very best. And uh, Ken does not charge an arm and a leg for repairs because he has his repair shop right in his home. So he doesn't have that overhead that, uh, that most music stores have. So he keeps his prices at a very basic minimum. So he's a good man to know, Ken Speller. And he can be reached at 778-800-1933. That's 778-800-1933. Or you can reach him via email, kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. kspeller, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. We're going to take you back now to the Monterey Jazz Festival in September of 1963. I'm going to hear the Miles Davis Quintet on a couple of tunes with Miles, of course, on trumpet, the great and still living George Coleman, one of the masters of the tenor saxophone. He was um, in Miles' band for two years before he was replaced by, first of all, briefly by Sam Rivers and then, of course, permanently by Wayne Shorter. Uh, but George Coleman really contributed to the sound of the quintet. And, um, of course, George is still, uh, he's in his 80s now, and he still performs uh, with quite a bit of regularity around the New York area. Sometimes with his son, uh, George Coleman Jr., who is a wonderful drummer. Anyway, George Coleman on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock, who we heard a little earlier on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and the youthful and he was, in 1963, he was still a teenager, Tony Williams on drums. And he really shook up Miles, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, and, of course, uh, this band sounded so great. So here's a couple of tunes. We um, are going to uh, have a little preamble, waiting for Miles to uh, walk on stage. And then, of course, he's going to open up with uh, one of his favorite standard tunes, Autumn Leaves. And uh, he's going to follow that with his wonderful composition, So What? Miles Davis and the Quintet at the Monterey Jazz Festival. Thank you. 
Miles Davis and the Quintet recorded on September 20th, 1963 at the Monterey Jazz Festival. And, of course, the people involved here, George Coleman on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and the teenage drum wonder, Tony Williams. And, of course, Mr. Miles Dewey Davis on trumpet. We heard two tunes. Um, Autumn Leaves was uh, his usual opener for um, these kind of concert sets, and he followed that with his own composition entitled So What? Miles Davis and the Quintet. Unbelievable band. We're going to turn our attention now uh, to telling you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're going to turn now to a band called The Socialist Night School. Okay? That's led by a wonderful musician, and she's also a tenor saxophonist, Chelsea McBride. And this band is um, out of Toronto, and it features some of the finest musicians in the Toronto area, um, younger musicians, and very interesting writing by Chelsea McBride. Uh, She combines a lot of different disciplines uh, in the band. I'm not going to run down all the personnel um, in the band, but I will tell you uh, most of these musicians are, uh, are not particularly well-known. They're, they're, uh, uh, of course, they're well-known in the Toronto area, but uh, their names won't mean much to you. But I will tell you the, so, uh, the soloists um, on this uh, fairly long piece by this band. But Chelsea is an amazing composer and arranger. And uh, this particular music uh, or piece of music is called The Twilight Fall. And um, it features David uh, Riddell on guitar and my buddy, Brownman Ali, on trumpet. He has uh, been out to Vancouver um, a couple of times, and he's one of the most prominent and uh, most visible musicians in the Toronto area. Great trumpet player, Brownman Ali. And uh, Colleen Allen on alto saxophone make up the soloists on this um, Incredible piece of music written by and arranged by Chelsea McBride. This is the Socialist Night School. That's the name of the band. And the piece of music is entitled The Twilight Fall.
That band was called Socialist Night School, and that's uh, Chelsea McBride's band out of uh, Toronto. And, of course, it's a very large orchestra, and her compositions are um, goes kind of all over the place in, in a very delightful way. And we heard, um, as I said, I'm not going to mention all the personnel uh, in the band. They're all Toronto-based musicians, all young as well, and not, uh, not particularly well-known players. But uh, we heard Dave Riddell on guitar, and the best-known musician in the band was the trumpet soloist Brownman Ali, and on alto saxophone Colleen Allen. Anyway, that was um, Chelsea's composition and arrangement from this album, and it um, was called The Twilight Fall. Chelsea McBride and the Socialist Night School. That is actually the title track. And um, we're going to turn now to another uh, Toronto musician who uh, doesn't uh, come out to Vancouver very often. Um, Very, very fine pianist, composer. And uh, his name, Brian Dickinson. And I played some of this album last week. The album is called The Rhythm Method. A bit of a provocative title, but that's pretty cool. And um, Brian on piano. And someone who has uh, been in Vancouver several times, wonderful tenor saxophonist by the name of Kelly Jefferson. So he's on tenor saxophone, Louise Denise on alto saxophone. And, of course, from Victoria originally, lived in Vancouver for many years, headed for Toronto, Neil Swainson on bass, one of uh, the North America's finest bass players, and uh, my friend Ted Warren on drums. So they make up the Brian Dickinson Quintet. We're going to hear two tunes. The first one is dedicated to, um, these are um, two parts from uh, Brian's Rhythm Method Suite. And the first one is dedicated to the great guru, pianist, composer, Lenny Tristano. And it's called Lenny's Loonies. And the second tune is dedicated, obviously, to John Coltrane. And it's called Train Trip. So here then is uh, our two movements from Brian Dickinson's Rhythm Method Suite. And we begin with Lenny's Loonies.
two very fine compositions by Brian Dickinson, and he's based in uh, Toronto and uh, one of the uh, a real veteran of uh, the jazz scene back there. Brian doesn't uh, come out to Vancouver very often, but uh, he's certainly a big part of the uh, Toronto jazz scene. And uh, some really stunning tenor saxophone work from a gentleman who is based in Toronto. He comes out to Vancouver, has been out to Vancouver fairly often. His name is Kelly Jefferson, wonderful player. And uh, he was heard on tenor saxophone along with Louise Denise on alto saxophone, uh, the great Neil Swainson on bass, and Ted Warren on drums. And we heard two tunes from uh, Brian Dickinson's Rhythm Method Suite. The first tune was dedicated to Lenny Tristano and called Lenny's Loonies. And the second tune was dedicated to John Coltrane and called Train Trip. And this is from a wonderful album on Addo Records entitled The Rhythm Method, the Brian Dickinson Quintet. And uh, before that, we played the Socialist Night School and um, with... Um, uh, the composition by Chelsea McBride and her uh, uh, Toronto-based orchestra. And that is on Brown-Tosaurus Records. That's Brown-Tosaurus Records. And uh, you can um, access that if you, if you uh, go on your computer, www.browntasaurus, B-R-O-W-N-T-A-S-A-O-R-A-S.com. Brown Tesaurus. Okay, and that's how you can find um, and get more information on, um, if you like the music on this album, getting it. Chelsea McBride's Socialist Night School. That uh, We played that before the Brian Dickinson stuff. And he is on Addo Records. And just go on A-D-D-O, and uh, you can find that on, uh, on your website. They have a whole catalog, variety of uh, music on there. We're going to turn now to uh, one of the great vocalists in jazz, but he's um, a blues-based vocalist. I'm talking about Jimmy Witherspoon. He's always been one of my all-time favorite singers. And uh, Jimmy appears here with Leo Wright on alto saxophone, uh, Gildo Mahoney's on piano, George Tucker on bass, Kenny Burrell on guitar, and Jimmy Smith on drums. And um, this is from a prestige album. Um, called Baby, Baby, Baby. And we're going to hear um, three tunes. The first one is called Sail On, Little Girl. And the second one is called, is a real old-fashioned blues, called One Scotch, One Bourbon, One Beer. We can all go for that. And uh, tune number three is Lonely Boy Blues. So here, then, the vocal stylings of the one and only Jimmy Witherspoon. treat me here but you came when I go
got a fine little girl that make you leave me alone I gave you all my money tell me what more can I do One scotch, one bourbon, a one beer. A one scotch, one bourbon, one beer. Yeah. Please, Mr. Bartender, listen here. I ain't here for trouble, so have no fear. One scotch, one bourbon, and one beer. Soda or bubble gum. You got what it takes now. Give me some. Since my baby's been gone, every day is lost. I'm on this kick and I can't get off. One scotch, one bourbon, or one beer. A one scotch, one bourbon, one beer. Hey, Mr. Bartender, listen here. I ain't here for trouble and have no fear. One scotch, one bourbon, or one beer. My baby started me on the spree. I can't find her and she can't find me. She left this morning, says she wouldn't stay. She's been out all night and it's the break of day. One scotch, one bourbon, one beer. One scotch, one bourbon, one beer. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Bartender, listen here. I ain't here for trouble and have no fear. One scotch, one bourbon. 
I got to find my baby if it's all night long. One scotch, one bourbon, one beer. One scotch, one bourbon, one beer. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Bartender, listen here. I ain't here for trouble and have no fear. One scotch. One bourbon and one beer. Did you hear me, fella? I said, pour a corn, one scotch. <laughs> Might as well put a bourbon on the side. Give me a bottle of those suds, too. Jimmy Witherspoon. And we heard three tunes by Jimmy. Uh, he was accompanied by Leo Wright on alto saxophone, Gilda Mahoney's on piano, 
George Tucker on bass, Kenny Burrell on guitar, and Jimmy Smith on drums. We heard uh, Sail On, Little Girl. We heard One Scotch, One Bourbon, One Beer. And uh, the last tune was entitled The Lonely Boy Blues. The late and wonderful Jimmy Witherspoon, a very fine blues jazz singer. One of the best. We're going to hear Art Pepper right now, but this is a very special album. This is an album called Winter Moon, and it's the great voice of the alto saxophone, Art Pepper, with strings. And he's accompanied here the small band, uh, Stanley Cowell on piano, Howard Roberts on guitar, Cecil McBee on bass, and Carl Burnett on drums, and a string section, violins, all that kind of stuff. And um, Art Pepper, of course, being the uh, center soloist on this piece. On these pieces, we're going to hear two pieces. Um, The conductor is the great Bill Holman, and he arranged uh, both of these pieces. We're going to hear first um, Art Pepper's composition entitled Our Song. And the second piece of music is the beautiful Hoagie Carmichael composition, the title track of this uh, CD entitled Winter Moon. So here then, Art Pepper with Strings. Thank you. 
The great Art Pepper on alto saxophone, recorded in 1980. This is uh, one of uh, his masterpiece albums, entitled Winter Moon. And uh, I had the uh, the tunes reversed. I said uh, our song was going to be first and Winter Moon after. But we heard Winter Moon first. That's a great uh, Hoagie Carmichael composition. And uh, our song, written by Art Pepper, was the second tune. And, of course, uh, a large um, violin and cello string section, along with uh, Stanley Cowell on piano, Howard Roberts on guitar, Cecil McBee on bass, and Carl Burnett on drums. And that came out on Galaxy Records and uh, was one of uh, Art Pepper's masterpiece albums entitled Winter Moon, Art Pepper on alto saxophone. Of course, and each time that he played, he always played, always told a story, a musical story, and a story of his, his own life, Art Pepper. Speaking of great saxophone players, Sonny Stitt, master of uh, the alto saxophone and also the master of the tenor saxophone. We're going to hear him on tenor on these pieces with... Charles Kennard on Hammond organ, Ray Crawford on guitar, Doug Sides on drums. All these musicians were Los Angeles-based, and uh, this was recorded in May of 1963 when Sonny Stitt was out in L.A., and he recorded this album for Pacific Jazz. The album is called My Mother's Eyes, and we're going to hear three tunes from the album. The first one is a Sonny Stitt original, entitled Summer Special. Then uh, the second tune is called, uh, is an old standard tune, a favorite of Stitt's called Blue Skies, written by Irving Berlin. And the third tune is written by uh, Gene Ammons, and it was dedicated to his wife Mildred, who had red hair, and the tune is called Red Top. So we're going to hear these three tunes with the great Sonny Stitt. To this day, Sonny Stitt is still, I think, underrated and overlooked, and he shouldn't be because he was one of the finest. Here's Mr. Stitt. Thank you. 
Mr. Sonny Stitt on tenor saxophone, backed up very ably by Charles Kennard on Hammond organ, Ray Crawford on guitar, and Doug Sides on drums, recorded in uh, a sunny day in Los Angeles in May of 1963. We heard three tunes. Uh, the first one was a Sonny Stitt original called Summer Special. The second tune was Irving Berlin's great uh, melody, Blue Skies. And the third tune was written by his buddy Gene Ammons, and that, was, that tune was called Red Top. Three tunes with Mr. Sonny Stitt from his uh, 
very rare Pacific Jazz album called My Mother's Eyes, Sonny Stitt. Wrapping up another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR, my name is Gavin Walker, and we hope you've enjoyed some of the music that you've heard this evening. We're here every Monday night with uh, some of the very best in jazz music, and our jazz feature next week will be a very special album by the Stan Canton Orchestra. And I think it's it's one of my all-time favorite albums by the Canton Orchestra. It was The orchestra at the time of the recording was particularly good. And the album is a true classic. It's called Cuban Fire. And uh, it's all compositions by Johnny Richards and his arrangements uh, that Canton... Um, bought and and uh, had the orchestra play. He commissioned is the word I'm looking for. And uh, Johnny Richards, uh, it's a most famous recording, and there's some just wonderful playing, and the band was top-notch at the time. And, uh, yeah, and it's dedicated to uh, a country that we've always been friendly with, and that's Cuba, and it's called Cuban Fire, and that's going to be our jazz feature next week. So do join us, because that'll be the first thing that we'll be playing uh, on the show. We'll be doing the whole album. I think there's seven uh, movements in the Cuban Fire Suite. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Thank you very much for being out there. And we'll be back in seven days' time. Once again, you are listening to CITR FM 101.9. Broadcasting from unceded Musqueam Territory, right out here at the University of British Columbia. And, of course, we're also on the web, www.citr.ca. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Thank you.